Well, hey there, and welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast for Realtors, and I'm your host, Michelle Reese. Now, if you've been following along in season three, you will know that this entire season is devoted to you and how you can create your dream business. And more importantly, how you can really start creating a life you love using this lens of lifestyle entrepreneurship and my LE method. Now, if you're new to the podcast and this is the very first episode you're listening to, first of all, welcome. I'm so glad you're joining us, but I do want to invite you to go back and start with episode 47, which is the beginning of season three. It'll help to catch you up to speed and really help you to better understand how this Ellie method has come to be and how you can start creating more freedom, fulfillment, and financial success in your business. Now, last week's episode was all about time freedom and how we do have that ability to create and use time so much better than what we've been taught to do up until now. Now, I know that hustle and grind are glorified, but honestly, it needs to stop. Walking around stressed is not going to bring you success. Sacrificing your relationships is not going to bring you success. Compromising your health and well-being is not going to bring you success. Success really comes when you create a business that is aligned with who you are and what you want. And that's really what the Ellie method is all about. So today I wanted to talk about the Ellie mindset. Now I've shared with you, uh, the Ellie method for goal setting and the Ellie method for time management, but those alone are not enough to get you to where you want to go. Now, no matter what age and stage of the business you are at, you will have obstacles and barriers and challenges. And in my experience, at least in my journey, one of the biggest ones you will ever face is yourself. Now, I know it's crazy to think that we would stand in our own way of achieving success and happiness, but we do. Whether consciously or subconsciously, we engage in thoughts and behaviors that really keep us away from the life that we desire. So today I wanted to talk about what some of those barriers look like. What are some of the things that get in our way of really allowing us to get what we want? And then I want to introduce you to an approach to mindset that I've used and find extremely helpful that has really helped me work past some of those barriers that I've created for myself. In other words, getting past myself. Now, over the years, I've really come to realize that the most common mindset barriers that we face are those limiting beliefs that we have about who we might be, what we're capable of, and what we believe we deserve. Now, for me, my limiting beliefs really were definitely around my worth and my identity uh, around motherhood. And I think we all have a story in our lives. They might be similar on certain, you know, certain levels and very different on others, and we tend to keep those stories on repeat, whether we realize it or not. And for me, it was the feeling of not being good enough. Like I just never felt like I was good enough. And I have to admit it still peaks its ugly head, but the difference now is that I'm aware of it. I can almost predict when these feelings are going to arise. Usually it's when I'm either comparing myself to other people, uh, meaning I'm looking to other people as my gauge for whether or not I'm doing the right things or doing a good enough job when I'm starting something new, uh, which is usually when I feel more afraid or uncertain because I just don't know what that's supposed to look like. And when I'm attempting to do something for reasons other than just purely wanting and desiring it. In other words, I've allowed myself to be influenced by what other people think instead of really just checking in with myself. 
And the thing that I want everyone to remember is that you have to constantly remind yourself um, of what's happening. Like that self-awareness doesn't happen overnight. It's, it is a process. And so for the perfectionists listening, uh, because I totally get you, it's not always going to look pretty and it's not always going to be perfect. I like using that analogy of walking down the street. And I usually say, you know, I spent years, like years walking down this one street and I was constantly being distracted by other people, what they were doing, how they were doing it, and then comparing, you know, their walk to my walk and, uh, you know, only, only to really have stumbled and fallen in a pothole because I wasn't truly in my own business and because I was distracted And I followed that path. I did that walk every single day until one day I really just started tuning in back to myself and really looking at, well, why am I not feeling happy? Why am I not feeling fulfilled? What's going on here? And that's when I really started, first of all, being aware that I was stepping in those potholes and that there was a pothole there. But you know, that led me to now learning how to trust myself and, and really start being mindful of focusing on my path rather than looking what, at what everyone else was doing. And it was really only in that moment that I, you know, took that walk down the street again and noticed the potholes and was able to move around them. And so that to me really speaks to awareness. And that's really one of the key factors when we look at, um, the LE method, the more aware and open you are to learning about yourself, and I and I say this in, in, in past episodes, I say this in my conversations with people, one of the critical pieces for you to be able to find success and really find that fulfillment and happiness is in you and your ability to know yourself. The more you can come back to yourself and stay in alignment, uh, and alignment is a big piece um, to, to running a successful business, Um, the more you're going to be able to create that business and life that you love. Only when you shift your focus back to you, can you really start seeing those potholes? So that, you know, that, that sort of one piece, that self-awareness piece. And I know it, you know, for, for people on the outside looking in, it can just look like everyone has their stuff together. And I can assure you, nobody has their stuff together. Everybody has potholes. Everybody has challenges and barriers and limiting beliefs. It's just what you do with them and, and the commitment that you make to, to working around them. The other self-imposed barrier that I really had that really stopped me from getting to where I want to be was that attachment and belief I had to my role as a mom. And this one really started to surface when I started idealizing and really striving for, you know, this so-called work-life balance. I tried, I mean, I tried so hard to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect businesswoman. I tried to balance it all out and find strategic ways of making up for time when, you know, when I had to be away from my family because of work or vice versa. And I can honestly say that the only thing I ever truly succeeded at was achieving a whole lot of guilt. Now, I lived with guilt for a very long time, and I know I'm not alone in this because I've had conversations with a lot of people in our industry about this. When I had to miss out on a family event, I felt guilty. When I had to choose to forfeit a work event or a work commitment for family, I felt selfish and guilty. And that cycle really only fed into my not good enough belief, right? I must not be a good enough mom if I feel this way. I must not be, you know, cut out for this business if I can't find it in me to be okay with being away from my family. Um, you know, it just, it, 
other people can make it look so easy. And when we, when we operate with this notion that there is this so-called balance, then we're always constantly comparing, right? We're trying to, we're trying to equal things out. And, you know, for me, it was just, you know, I would bet I was just not doing it right. Right. It's just, it's, it was all me. And is you know, I don't know if any of this is sounding familiar to you guys, if you're nodding, if you're agreeing, if this resonates with you, long story short, that endless pursuit for work-life balance really had me burnt out. Like literally I, I had moved so far away from who I was and what I truly wanted. I, I didn't even know what decisions were the right ones. I was just looking everywhere else, but myself. And that was only leaving me feeling anxious and unsettled and really unhappy. And so you know, in some ways I'm really grateful for hitting that wall because it showed me how out of alignment I really was. And that awareness piece, again, really allowed me to step back into myself and really evaluate the direction I was going in um, and whose life I was actually leading and who I was actually working to please. And let me tell you, it wasn't my life I was living and it wasn't my expectations I was aiming to fulfill. It was everybody else. It was everything external to me. And so the point of the story is this. When you look outside of yourself for validation and guidance, you will end up walking someone else's path. It is almost inevitable. And when you do that, you may or may not end up where you hope. And so those were my barriers. Yours might be different, right? You might be afraid of success and what that means and how, what changes that might look like in your life. You may believe you don't deserve happiness, Whatever your potholes are, you need to become more aware that they're there and more aware of what they are so that you can step around them or you can choose to take a different path or make different decisions in your life. There's, there's a saying that um, says awareness is 70% of the solution. And so the more aware you are of what's stopping you, the easier it's going to be for you to work through it. And so one of the elements that we really question in the Ellie method is this notion of balance. It's, uh, you know, it's to know that, um, there is no such thing as work-life balance. It just, it's does not exist. And it's important to know this because you can't move forward and achieve what you want. If you're constantly striving for something that isn't achievable, that's just not there. And so today I want to introduce you to what I like to call work-life harmony. Now I, I mentioned a little bit about the guilt and I know I'm not alone in that mommy guilt or the daddy guilt. I know that many of us we aim and strive for this ideal of perfection. And I know that many of us are ruled by guilt and that has to stop. I mean, my good friend, Alison Schaefer, parenting expert, she's an Adlerian uh, professional, once told me, guilt keeps you justified, Michelle. She says it keeps you believing in this good mom myth, right? If I feel guilty, then I must still be a good mom because I feel guilty for my actions. And so I'm pretty sure I referenced it before, but if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 17, which is where I interviewed her. You will thank me later because I promise you it will completely change how you look at your role, the decisions that you make, and this, this really weird attachment that we have to guilt. And so the best way to describe work-life harmony is really to first look at this idea of balance, right? So when I hear the word balance, or when I think of balance, I have that image of a scale in my mind. And, you know, when we see that scale, one side has to be equal to another side. Otherwise it's off balance, right? We're not where we're, we're looking to achieve. And so the time you give your work has to be equal to the time you give to your family or to your health or to your relationships, and I know that's not achievable. And I think you know that that's not achievable because things are never equal. 
the amount of joy you feel in one area of your life can't be and might not be the same as with another area of your life. So the truth is, you know, there is no such things as balance. Like it's, it's just never equal. It never is. So when we take a look at work-life harmony, on the other hand, it's this mindset and understanding that not everything is going to be equal and it's okay. Like it's not going to be equal all the time. And sometimes your business is going to take priority and sometimes your family is going to take priority and you have to have that freedom to be able to make those decisions with clarity, not operating out of guilt, but true clarity, knowing that everything you, you do is purpose-driven and that you are, you are taking steps and making decisions based on what is the most priority at that moment. It doesn't mean that one is less, than, less important than the other. It just means what is in priority now. And the key to all of this is really just being present in whatever it is that you decide to do. And that's why last week's episode on time freedom was so important. If we don't, and when we don't carve out the time for the things that are important to us and, and, you know, we're engaging in, in actions and behaviors and we're really not fully present when we're doing them, then really all we're, all we end up trying to do, um, is aim for this idea of perfection, but we're really not doing it well. Does that make sense? So when we look at work-life harmony, it's about acknowledging that balance doesn't exist and all the parts of your life need to work together. And I like to use the analogy of a choir. My daughter's in a choir. I grew up singing, so I, I, I understand this. So forgive me if, if none of this makes sense, but I, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, sort of on a basic level. When you look at a choir, there are different singing parts, not just in the words, but you know, you have your sopranos, which are the high parts. You have your altos, which are the middle parts, uh, your basses are lower and you have all these different parts to a choir. If the altos are worrying about what the sopranos are singing and how they're sounding while they're trying to sing their part, well, I mean, how well do you think they're going to be singing? If they're constantly comparing their notes when knowing all along that they sing very different notes, how confident do you think they're going to feel? If you say you want to be there to watch your kids play soccer, but you're on your phone the entire time, how much of that experience with your child are you really truly enjoying? Assuming that that's what you've made a commitment. If you're trying to mirror the way someone else does motherhood or their business or their relationships, knowing that you have really no clue what circumstances that they're working with and whether or not that path that they're following is even going to work for you or is even in alignment with what you want, how much of your best self is going to be coming forward? Like, are you moving closer to your dream or are you moving away from it? So very much like this choir analogy you need to focus on your part. You need to straight, stay true to your music, what you want to make, and really respect that everything has its own time and place. And so all the parts of your life need to work together and blend and harmonize. But they can only do that when you've designed it that way. So if you're ready to design your life, then start by taking those necessary steps to use your time effectively. Go back and listen to episode 50 if you just skimmed through it. Really start looking at what you're ready to commit to and what you believe is important to you. Start journaling and recognizing, you know, some of those patterns and potholes that you stumble across. Like I said, it's a process. It's not that you wake up enlightened. It's a process to get there, to be more aware. You need to start trusting yourself a little bit more, believing in yourself a little bit more. And really that really starts by getting clear on what your vision is. So 
my recommendations is to really start practicing some mindfulness techniques, start visualizing what you want, start visualizing and imagining how you want to feel as though you already have it. And that's really using the power of the law of attraction, which I haven't really yet spoken too much about, but I promise you I will. The end of the day, you know, the thing is this, you, you can have the life you dream of and you can create a business that supports that life, but only if you are willing to declare and commit to what you really want. And only when you work really hard on staying in alignment with that vision. And so on that note, I wanted to leave you guys with a podcast review from one of my listeners, uh, named Raquel Zanardo. And Raquel writes, Michelle's podcast is absolutely amazing. I have started to listen regularly and have found my strategy and thought process change within my business. Definitely a must listen for realtors or entrepreneurs in general. Thanks, Michelle. Keep these podcasts coming. Raquel, thank you. And I promise I will keep them coming. I would love to hear what you guys thought about today's episode or even just the podcast in general. So if you're up for it, Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, leave me a rating for the show. Tell me what you think. Uh, You just might hear your name on a future episode. Well, that's all I have for today, you guys. I hope um, it made a little bit of of sense, offered a little bit of clarity around what the Ellie mindset really is, how self-awareness is is really one of the key things and factors that are required when we're building a business that is in alignment with who who we are and what we want, and how when we can stop striving for this unachievable notion of balance, we can start to come back to ourselves and really just check in with who we are, how we're feeling, if this really aligns with where I want to go, and really eliminating some of those limiting beliefs and and feelings of guilt and things that are holding us back from truly just being fully self-expressed, fully who we are, and fully embracing where we want to go. So, That's all I have for today. If you haven't subscribed yet, I highly encourage you guys to do so. You can subscribe from your favorite podcast platform, or if you're like me and you enjoy receiving episodes directly to your inbox, you can subscribe to the email list. Everything can be found over at my website, michellereese.com. And if you want to read a summary of what we talked about today, you can head on over to the show notes at www.michellereese.com forward slash episode 51. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I look forward to chatting with you again, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.